0: W-B-N-E.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 63, All About Homeward Bound, chapter 7, book 6 of Return of the King, being the 63rd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today, I'm joined by Caitlin and Joey of Shadow Facts. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And um, as I understand it, you guys also have a Nancy Drew
2: podcast
1: uh,
0: stream. A uh, Nancy Drew like game stream. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We're,
2: we're slowly working our way through all the old point and click games, which is a lot of fun. I love that.
1: That is so amazing. <coughs> um, but even, but like even more amazing is your podcast Shadow Facts, which is dedicated to the horses of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So in the Tolkien world. So why don't you guys int- introduce yourselves a little bit and tell the listeners a little bit about that? Well,
0: I'm Joey. I use they them pronouns. And Shadow Facts is a podcast about Lord of the Rings, but only the horse parts. Um, we aim to discuss every horse Mentioned or visible on the screen. Caitlin, do you want to add to that? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I'm Caitlin. I use she, they pronouns. Uh, we we came to this project because we both were horse girls. Uh, in our in our younger days, we have loved horses all of our lives, and, and Lord of the Rings, and it felt like kind of a natural intersection. What I don't think we understood when we kind of started on this journey is how how much of a journey it would be. I <laughs> tell people all the time in trying to do this, it, this feels like I'm writing my dissertation. Like it's <laughs> it's amazing. the most serious academic undertaking of my life. Yeah. It's
0: amazing. I think truly after. Finishing recording episode seven yesterday, we were at two hundred and forty something horses, mm-hmm. and like, like we have, so like horses. we've named all of those horses.
2: All of those horses have names.
1: See, see here. So here's the thing: is is Tolkien, if he were alive today, he would a hundred percent love what you guys are doing because he I hope so. loved <laughs> horses. Yeah, and I make I make fun of him so much. For hit. And we'll we'll get a little bit of that in this chapter where we have a moment, a like dramatic moment mm-hmm. with shadow facts. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he loved his horses. He does. And I don't know if y'all are on TikTok or at least watching TikToks, but there's this one sound that's really popular, and it's like long silence, and then someone goes, Whose horse is that? <laughs> and it's a lot of people use it as like when you wake up in the morning, and a random boy leaves your roommate's room oh. and sneaks out, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. whose horse is that or something. But every time I hear that sound, I think of Tolkien and and how he was like, no, I need to I need to insert these horses, and I need to name yeah. all of them, and I need to do X Y Z because the people are going to be wondering whose horse is that if I don't go into extraneous detail about these horses. He
2: he saves a lot of his like most kind of poetic waxing for horses, and also he oh, has yes. written, I think, arguably the greatest horse girl character in creation, which is, of course, Aragorn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so great, it's so great. And then um, tell me a little bit about how you both got into Lord of the Rings. My dad read
0: them to me when I was younger, um, starting with The Hobbit, um, and... And I loved them. I, you know, made myself a cloak that I would wear <laughs> when I walked to fencing class as a thirteen year old. You know, like Oh my god,
1: you did fencing? Yeah. That's
0: amazing. Um, Caitlin did too, more seriously in college, but um and I would this like to yeah, yeah. write yeah, you know, later, little notes in an
1: Anglo right? Saxon. <laughs> I have no excuse.
0: Okay, fencing is cool, though. And I would like write... No,
1: are you kidding me? That's very cool. Don't apologize
2: for that.
0: (laughs) I would write little notes in Anglo-Saxon runes. And, you know, I got very into the the nerdery of it all. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, a pretty pretty similar story. Um, The Hobbit was the first novel I ever... Like, full-length novel I ever read when I was, like, a fourth grader. Um, my parents... Actually, the, the, the version of the book that I'm reading today is my the, like, 1994 binding that, like, my parents bought for me to read. Aww. Who knows, like, Chicken and Egg, which came first, like... Mm-hmm in terms of, like, loving Lord of the Rings and fantasy stories like that, like, then kind of spinning out into both of our, like, lifelong love of horses, and we are both very much sword (laughs) gays. And and here we are, uh, you know, years later. I even have my, the blade that was broken half-sleeve. So we are in it for the long haul. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Love it. I'm
1: here for all of this. (laughs) So we are here to discuss chapter... I think it's seven yes <laughs> yeah we, yes. we just ten
2: difficulty with roman numerals on our own podcast <laughs> but yes seven
1: i struggle with it i've been doing this podcast over a year now i'm almost done with return of the king i still can't for the life of me <laughs> read roman numerals yeah it shouldn't, shouldn't be this hard <laughs> oh yeah yeah um this is uh chapter seven homeward bound which all i could think of going into this was the movie homeward bound
2: those movies were inappropriately sad for children
1: Yes! Like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why did they have to do that to us?
2: I still have, um, there's like multiple Homeward Bound movies. I still have the scene with the Golden Retriever getting stuck in a mud pit. I'm too old. That's not true! There's nothing you can't do. I have nothing more to give chance, and it's time for you to be on your own. But I want you with me. I love you, Shadow. You've learned everything you need, Chance. Now all you have to learn is how to say goodbye. That's playing in a loop in the back of my head somewhere, like it's just ah. it's too much.
1: Like why did why didn't filmmakers decide be like hey we're gonna make an entire generation of children inexplicably sad for the rest of their lives i know it's from the
2: don bluth era where like anything goes no matter how like dark and sad it is like this is children's media
1: (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. um the good news though is that in this chapter there is not a single golden retriever (laughs) stuck in a mud pile a mud puddle to be found
2: I don't know, so, Mary and Tippin good. are here.
1: That is true. They do they do very much have personalities of golden retrievers. That's very accurate. So, uh, they are now leaving, where were they? Rivendell. They've left Bilbo behind. Mm -hmm. Sad. I still think they could have carried him or something, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) Fine. Um, and they start approaching Brie. And as they're approaching, Frodo feels this pain in his shoulder where he had his injury.
2: Yeah.
1: And he says that it was a year ago today that he got stabbed by the ringwraith and, It's just wild to me that, like, the just again, the pacing of these books for me is all over the place because it starts off in Fellowship of the Ring in the Shire, and like 17 years pass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they spend like two weeks walking. And it takes up the course of, like, 200 pages. And then eventually, at one point, Tolkien's, like, in the, in the span of, like, one sentence. He's like, and two weeks passed. And I was like, no, you don't get to do that. Like, what's <laughs> happening here? And then... Yeah, the scale of it is so big. From the time that Two Towers starts to Return of the King starts, it's been about two weeks have passed. And that yeah. seems insane to me. Be- anyway, it's, so, like... It's, like, the- very compressed. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact that that Frodo is like it was a year ago today that I was stabbed and he says uh the wound aches and the memory of darkness is heavy on me and Gandalf is like yeah there are some wounds um that can't be it cannot be wholly cured cured yeah yes yeah and Frodo says he's like yeah there's no there's no going back and this will just always be with me but let's let's continue onward and this is the oh yeah he says where shall i find rest and then it says Gandalf did not answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, This, like, this little, these lines of Frodo's are just, like, heart-wrenching to me. Mm -hmm. Like, though I may come to the Shire, it will not seem the same, for I shall not be the same. I am wounded Mm -hmm. with knife sting and tooth and long burden. Where shall I find rest? And it's just, ugh! And, like, I don't know, there's lots of stuff about Tolkien, like, knew the horrors of war um, Mm -hmm. before writing this book. And it feels, you know, I mean, it's so evocative of, like, Frodo has gone through a horrible trauma, um, and is changed. And even though like, it's good to be going home, like going home is not the same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, he does, he does have this moment of kind of, um, of darkness and despair. And by the next day, he's already, you know, the pain and, uh, unease had passed and Frodo was merry again, as merry as if he did not remember the blackness of the day before, which um, I think is actually very comforting. So many of the characters really experience these, like Joey said, big T traumatic things. And it's this reminder Mm -hmm. that like healing and recovery and growth after things happen to you like is nonlinear. Like there mm -hmm. there are bad times and that does not preclude the possibility of good times again.
1: Mhm. Yeah, this idea that like today might feel very heavy and dark and weighing on you, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that, you know, you will still feel that same way when you wake up tomorrow. And just this idea of You should try. You know, you should continue and see what tomorrow feels like, because there's a very good chance you could feel totally different.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and even and even feeling those bad feel like that's not that's not failure. That's not like that's not um, taking steps backwards. Like it's it's Mm -hmm, a process and a journey, just like everything else that they've gone through.
1: Yeah, because they've had oh boy, these habits have had. They've
2: been put through the ringer. Everyone has
1: just since. The ring was destroyed. They've had a lot of. It's an emotional roller coaster because for, there's like the emotional high and adrenaline and everything of the ring is destroyed and mm-hmm. oh my god we're not going to die and Mordor this is fantastic news yeah and then they go to Athelion I think is where they have this like big party and feast and uh, Sam and Frodo see Merry and Pippin again and everyone they see Legolas and get and it's all great and happy mm-hmm. and then when they get to Minas Tirith Frodo like hey i'm ready to go home and aragorn's (laughs) like no you're not leaving until i get married (laughs) and then they have an entire chapter of like celebrations but oh we're leaving and we're never gonna see you again bye and then like oh it's tree beard oh no we're we're leaving next and we're never gonna see you again bye
2: yeah the crash after this like goodbye tour has got to be so rough oh it's so sad
1: yeah i hate it
2: yeah (laughs)
1: Um, But the thing that makes me, I laugh at this point, just at the line, Gandalf did not answer. And I'm like, that's very, that's very on brand for Gamble. He's so,
2: he's such an interesting character to me because sometimes he is, like, so, like, deeply empathetic and, like, really gets people on an emotional level. And sometimes he's just so catty.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here, I kind of read it two ways. Like, one, I think he maybe, like, has thoughts of his own that he's not ready to share yet. But I Mm -hmm. think he also, I think he's troubled, you know, like, he doesn't know how to answer Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: And and isn't the person to, like, I think other characters there would, like, kind of fill that with some platitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gandalf won't do that. Gandalf will, like, kind of carry the weight of that moment. Yeah. And just leave you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> just leave <Exactly>. you hanging.
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also definitely got the impression that he either knows things that he doesn't want to share with Frodo that would, like make his burden heavier Mm -hmm. or the other thing is, I feel like if he did answer, the answer would be like, yeah, I don't really know when you're ever (laughs) going to feel better again either. So let's go to the Shire. Like, (laughs) God. but yeah, anyway, Frodo does wake up the next day, like we said, and he feels, he feels better and they make their way to Bree. And the like guard and the gates in Bree are very, on guard (laughs) yeah Uh,
2: (laughs) whatever that was bad
1: whatever we're talking
2: about fencing you
1: know (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't even like me trying to make a pun that was just me being like their their guard is up like because I don't know I don't have words (laughs) yes they're very cautious because of everything that they've been through and the other thing is that news of what has happened in Minas Tirith and over at Mortar and everything probably hasn't really even traveled all the way this way to the land and they've probably only been able to like feel a change in presence and be like oh it doesn't feel as dark and depressing and you know impending doom hanging over us anymore as it did last week this is i bet i bet good things have happened but i don't want to you know just in case some black riders show up again we got to be careful and so, because of this, no one is no one in Bree is like stand. This just made me laugh because it says their hearts sank a little for they had expected more welcome. So no one in Bree is like standing there, like yeah, woohoo! Everyone's home from war. Yeah, that and- like anonymity <laughs> is
2: so sad because they just like they the hobbits have given up. So much, you know, kind of like on behalf of the larger good, and so for them to just kind of like slide home without fanfare is is yeah. you yeah. understand why, but it's it's sad. Yeah,
0: and I mean it's not <laughs> this is not home home yet. Like they are not actually mm-hmm. even back in the Shire yet, but they're close. Bree is, you know, yeah. there are at least hobbits there as well as. Mm-hmm you know, big people. Yeah,
1: yeah so it just kind of, like, made me chuckle a little bit because they they kind of have been very used to there ha- their being a lot of fanfare and celebration whenever they show up somewhere. Like, when they went from Minas Tirith to... Where did they go? Edoras. There was, like, a huge feast and party. And I mean, they've been they went... hanging
2: with, like, kings and princes. Yeah, and, exactly. And, like, the coolest... Wiz- the, like, highest-ranking wizard in the yeah, land for yeah. the last year. yeah. And so to just, like, kick off down to the pub is, like, a little anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, now when they're back kind of in their, you know, they're nearing their own land again and their own people and whatnot... It's just like, oh hey, it's it's Frodo. Wait, wasn't his name underhill the last time we saw him? Like- <laughs> the,
2: the poor the yeah. poor barman like cannot keep up with the the entry. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> but anyway, they let them in once they see that Gandalf is there. They notice that Bill Fernie's house doesn't seem to it's it seems to be like run down and abandoned and they're like, Hmm, I wonder what happened to Bill Fernie. And this is once again, Tolkien being like, I never, you may have forgotten this little detail, (laughs) but I never did. Um, When they were leaving Brie in fellowship of the ring Sam has a moment where he throws an apple at Bill Fernie, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's one of our favorite Sam moments. (laughs) It's one of our favorite
2: Sam moments, Um,
1: yeah. uh, Pippin says, do you think you killed him with that apple, Sam? I'm not so hopeful, Mr. Pippin, said Sam, but I'd like to know what became of that poor pony. He's been on my mind many a time and the wolves howling and all. And I'm like, Bill! Bill the pony, where are you, bro? I hope you're doing okay.
2: Bill,
1: come home! So they go to the Prancing Pony where they meet Butterbur, mm-hmm. who I was extremely annoyed with when we read the Prancing Pony chapter in Fellowship of the Ring uh-huh. because we come to find out that the reason the hobbits were like on their own from the Shire to Bree is because Butterbur was supposed to send a letter and detailing instructions and he forgot and mm-hmm. I screamed. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, Gandalf Gandalf roasted him pretty good for it in his, like, little postscript of the letter, which is, like, if Barlamin forgets... what Joey, do you remember the exact quote? He, like, in that... No, he I says...
0: It is something about, like, ro- like literally roasting him.
1: Like, yeah. I'll roast yeah. you or something. <laughs> no, he it literally says, like, if um, P.S. if this letter never finds you, I shall give Butterbur a good roasting. There it is. And... That led me to take the word roasting a little more in a modern sense. And I was like, okay, what would like the comedy central roasting of Butterbur be? (laughs) And it's like, Butterbur is so forgetful. How forgetful is he? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh my God.
1: So Mm. I was really looking for, and Gandalf even says a couple chapters ago that if they run into Butterbur, he, he's like, oh well, I still have some unfinished business with Butterbur because I have to kill him. <laughs> Essentially, is what he we says. We will have words. So I was very disappointed when they go to the Prancing Pony and Butterbur shows up, and Gandalf is just like happy to see him, and they have a conversation. That's it. There wasn't a single roasting God. of Butterbur. God, I was I was very disappointed in you, Gandalf. How dare you?
2: Butterbur yeah. has kind of a dramatic entrance this time around to like. Like you were saying, things have been amiss in Bree, and so, um, they go in and Nob the Hobbit, which w- we can't, we could not get over that name. Like the the match, the match set of Nob and Bob, the and two Bob. employees oh, at yeah. the end. And like Nob is like Mister Butterbur, master. They've come back, and Butterbur comes out with a cudgel, like ready to start. He's yeah. like, oh, they're back. I- like, let's go. I'm ready, and then sees that it's Gandalf and the Hobbits, and is immediately like, oh.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he's like, Nob, you should have just said that it was friendly people. Like, I was here ready to cut a bitch. Yeah, (laughs) but I do,
0: I love that, like, Nob instantly recognizes them and is sort of excited. Like, like, you know, a year ago, these travelers were here, and it was, like, wild, and it was like we were part of something, I don't know, sort of bigger and mysterious, and Mm -hmm. I've kind of been thinking about it since then, and now they're back.
2: Oh, that's a a much nicer read on it. Like, I'm thinking of, like, my time waiting tables, and I would get people who would come in sometimes and be like, you waited on us last time! And it's like, do you know how many people I wait on? Like, no, I don't remember you. Like, move along.
1: I also think it would be very hard to forget these four hobbits in particular. (laughs) And especially if they're being accompanied by, like, one of the three wizards in the world. And one of the wizards is gone insane and is now like an old homeless man and probably gonna die soon hopefully and then the other wizard is I don't know we've never seen him yeah (laughs) I don't know him
0: (laughs) yeah I mean we see him like once and then he's gone
1: yeah so um yeah, so Butterbur is like, "Oh, come in, come in, come in!" Like he orders, uh, he orders Nob to take everyone's horses to the stables, and is like, "But Gandalf, I'm sure you're you will take care of your own horse because you don't trust anyone uh, to handle shadow effects." Yeah. and they all kind of take a moment to rest because Butterbur is like, "No one's been here, so all of the rooms that you had before are take your free." Pick. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sure you're tired, so we don't have to talk. And they're like, Nope, we're just hungry and cold. So once we're, you know, warm again and we have food, let's chat. And they ask for a, um, they ask for some pipe weed. Yeah. And this is when I was like, Uh oh. Oh no. What's going on in the Shire?
2: Eyeballs emoji. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he says um that uh, that's just the thing we're short of seeing how we've only got what we grow ourselves and that's not enough. There's none to be had from the shire these days. What? That's not a good sign that there the shire's like main export only export is is weed and if they're they're not growing any something something's bad going on there. Yeah. Um, but we're I'm sure
2: everything's fine. I'm sure it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like
1: we're not going to talk about that now. We don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> no, we don't have time to unpack all of that. And then Butterbur starts talking about all of the things that have been going on in Bree since they left, and he says that like it's been really hard here, and there have been um, a lot of people here who died for one reason or another. He explains that like Bill Ferny and Harry Goatleaf, he says mm-hmm. they came in on the stranger side, and they gone and they've gone off with them. And it's my belief they let them in. So some kind of enemy came into Bree and ransacked everything, from what I understood. Yeah, is yeah. That... And Harry,
2: Harry yeah, is basically. the guard when they like first come in to Bree. There's a new gatekeeper, and Gandalf asks, "What about Harry?" And that gatekeeper is like, "Oh, oh! you'll have to talk to the butter. You'll have to talk to the barman about it."
1: Oh, okay, no, yeah. I had
2: forgotten about that.
1: I I wa- I was very confused when Gandalf was just like, "Where's Harry?" And I'm like, "I don't yeah, know. Maybe Harry in a must... cupboard under some stairs." <laughs> (laughs) somewhere? I don't know. Harry,
2: I honestly don't remember. Harry must be who, like, let them in, back in fellowship.
1: Because once again, we've forgotten a lot of details. (laughs) You know Tolkien would never. Right.
2: He has his his little notebooks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and now they're out there, like, living like brigands in the woods, just, like, robbing people.
1: Yeah, and, and it's kind of this, and he, and Butterbur also talks about and says that, like, oh, yeah, well know what like no one comes to bars anymore and there's not this there's not this same like jovial attitude that everyone had when you were here a year ago and things are very different and kind of like we were saying earlier it has to do very much with the realities of war and like just because mm-hmm. you come home from war doesn't mean that things go back to normal and it's all happy days from here on out there are still a lot of like harsh realities that you don't realize don't just magically end when the war ends yeah. well and we
2: had started to see that beginning to affect Bree when they were through the first time a year ago like there's actually there's a line where uh, bill there's there's refugees from the south who are fleeing what we know is from um fleeing from like mordor and from um saruman but like the people in Bree don't really know what they're just like there's people fleeing from troubles in the south and we don't we don't really want to take refugees here and bill fernie actually is like you know the thing about refugees is like everyone everyone deserves a place to make their home like if that's here so be it so we we started to see the seeds of that you know a year ago and now that's kind of fully come home to roost Mm -hmm. the the vibes are rancid here
0: yeah, not that I, I know that this is not what you're implying, Caitlin, but just to clarify that it's not like bad because refugees came, but that there were, there were all of right. these signs early on of trouble that things, that, and like, yes, That yeah. things were about mm-hmm. to
2: change and that this is, this it didn't happen overnight. It's the natural consequence.
0: Yeah, that trouble farther away was like beginning to impact things, you know, in Bree and the edges mm-hmm. of the Shire. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. Well, this moment Pippin is like, well, we weren't troubled by them in the woods and we weren't yeah. going that fast. And then Butterbur oh, right, is yeah. like, well, it's no wonder like you're armed and you have armor and Y'all it all look it like cool soldiers. <laughs> and and yeah. I don't know. I love this. Like then the hobbits suddenly realized that people had looked at them with amazement, not out of surprise at their return mm-hmm. so much as in wonder at their gear. They themselves had become so used to warfare and to riding in well-arrayed companies that they had quite forgotten that the bright mail peeping from under their cloaks and the helms of Gondor and the Mark and the fair devices on their shields would seem outlandish in their own country.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had that same quote highlighted, too, because it's it's yeah, just like once again, the things that they don't the things that they've gotten so used to that now seem so weird and stand stick out as being like not normal now that they're approaching their own their own home and their own land yeah they've changed so much mm-hmm. yeah and so butterbur makes the note that like well yeah everyone's like you've kind of like low-key scared everyone off because they <laughs> think that you're some like hot shots coming in to <laughs> take over or whatever Some fierce. Um, and it's like lol you thought <laughs> yeah and he also he also mentions um Shoot, is this what I mean? right yeah he mentions um he's like oh yeah things have changed a lot since you left with strider and it's like oh you don't know who strider <laughs> is yeah <laughs> that's funny to realize um and he talks about like all the lands have been disturbed here and gandalf is like oh don't worry um a king has come back and he will make everything good again and <laughs> And Butterbur goes, um, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Gandalf is like, we, this guy is good. He's gonna fix everything. Uh, Butterbur says, "Does he now? Though I'm sure. I don't know why he should. Sitting in his big chair up in his great castle, hundreds of miles away, and drinking wine out of a golden cup. I shouldn't wonder. What's the pony to him or mugs of beer? Not, uh, not. But what? Not, but what? My beer's good. Gand. Wait, that sentence didn't make sense. Not. Not, but I'm going to skip that sentence. Whatever. <laughs>
2: Point being is he's like, oh, this guy doesn't care about the prancing right, pony. Right. He's never been here. He's not from here. He doesn't get it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And oh, it's so funny. Sam is like, but he says your beer is always good.
1: <laughs> like, that's what constantly makes me laugh about so much in this book with all of these different characters having their own like, separate adventures and stuff is that they don't know the things that us, the reader, knows. Right. So it's yeah. very funny in moments like this where Butterbur's like, ah, what is, what is the prancing pony even matter to this king who's probably just sitting up there on his throne, whatever. and yeah and is it yeah Yeah, Sam's comment is hilarious he's like oh but the king loves your beer well
2: and Gandalf too being uh, like absolutely unnecessarily cryptic like he says in response to Butterbeer um, he he says he will said Gandalf he knows it and loves it and then does not expand on that at all (laughs) just absolutely (laughs) leaves him out to dry
0: yeah it is Sam who finally says of course he does he's Strider the chief of the rangers haven't you got
1: that into your head yet (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's so funny because like to us it's very obvious that oh yeah Strider became king yeah Yeah. but for Butterbur and all of the other uh, people who encountered Strider you know when Aragorn was deep into his ranger days and you know hadn't washed or brushed his hair (laughs) yeah
2: yeah was covered that rangy guy is the king (laughs) excuse me yeah Yeah. exactly Well, Longshanks himself yeah and
1: he says oh i forgot that was one of his names Ah, aragorn that's that's what we love to call
2: him (laughs) it feels it feels like a come on every time so it's deeply weird to me that everyone is just like hey what's up Longshanks.
1: so okay back when i think it was i'm 99 percent sure it was aragorn when Aragorn is introduced, he's described as wearing supple leather boots. I yeah, we know. Also, we also <laughs> I don't know. Um, believe me, okay, we talked about that. Yeah. Thinky you, thinky you, thinky. Yes. Because I remember like having zero. Whenever I brought this up with people or my guests,
2: getting like zero reaction of no, them just we, being like, "You're weird." We, we no, are very finely tuned not. for for the, the for the romance <laughs> moments in these books. And, um, <laughs> oh, I'm choking on my. Oats, but... <laughs> um uh, no and it
1: made me laugh because the use of the word if he had just said leather boots supple. okay fine whatever but the fact that he used the word supple yeah in my mind it suddenly became he's wearing thigh high boots exactly. oh, yeah. and like no long pants shanks with supple the leather boots <laughs> over
0: them long shakes
1: oh my god long shakes <laughs> Oh, Oh. so good. So good. Yeah, and so uh, Butterbur, like, thinks back to the rangers and stuff and, and is thinking back to Strider and imagining him. And you see, it's a very slow realization for him. It says, It went in at last, and Butterbur's face was a study in wonder. The eyes in his broad face grew round, and his mouth opened wide, and he gasped. Strider, he exclaimed when he got back his breath. Him with a crown and all in a golden cup? Well, what are we coming to? <laughs> and Gandalf says better times for Bree at any rate.
2: That's so good. I want I want yeah. to go back just a bit. For me it's at the top of this page when Butterbur is still like going on about like how, you know, who's the king to us, and mm-hmm. he mentions that his beer is good and it's been uncommon good since oh, you, yeah. Gandalf, came in the autumn of last year and put a good word on it. Like yeah. and I love the idea of like this totally extremely powerful wizard like using <laughs> that he- To like like blesses your beer. To bless your beer.
0: (gasps) Yeah,
1: that's amazing. I I mean, a little bit self-serving
0: because then whenever Gandalf stays at the Prancing Pony, he knows that he'll get. So I I, (laughs) do have to say,
2: this moment actually clarifies something that has been a point of contention between Joey and I on our (laughs) podcast about Gandalf using magic, which is that the first time they send Bill off outside the gates of Moria, Gandalf tells Sam. As Bill is, like, riding away and Sam is distraught, thinking that Bill is going to be, like, attacked by wolves or whatnot. And Gandalf says that he put a spell of protection
0: on... Well, I mean, Gandalf, like, acts it out, at least. Like, he puts his hand on Bill's head... And says, like, you know, may the Lord keep and bless you. I
2: mean, that's not go, what he go, says, go, go, and, but... go and grace my child. Like... Yeah, but
0: he's, <laughs> he's like, you know, I'll, may you stay safe and, and get back safely. And when we talked to Molly Knox Ostertag in a, a couple episodes ago, um, we ended up discussing this moment. And Caitlin brought up that...
2: I thought it was a. I thought it was. I thought Gandalf was lying, like not truly. Yeah, I thought it was, was a very kind like, white lie to make Sam feel better about right, to it, to just mm-hmm. comfort
0: him. And I thought that was Gandalf actually, like actually using magic. Using but if Gandalf magic is out here just blessing
2: the beer, Bill. like at the inns he likes, then like yeah, then why not? Then I mean, he the absolutely ponies, did you some know? horse magic.
1: I mean, that's priorities right there. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, when we you're must, some grand...
2: We must protect the boy.
1: You're some grand, all-knowing wizard. And the things you use your magic on are, one, beer, two, ponies. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's great. It's like Arwen giving up the light of the even star. Like, just to, to stay with Viggo Mortensen. And-, and Gandalf is just out here like, I bless you, beer. I bless you, Bill. Like, it's that's very it. good to me.
1: <laughs> beer is... Beer and Bill. Beer and Bill. Beer dinner. and Bill. That's all you need in life, yeah. you know? Wow. <laughs> and speaking of Bill. Yes! That's uh, next. Yeah, Nob comes back, and that reminds him, uh, talking about the horses and the stables and whatnot, he turns to the hobbits and says if you recollect bill ferney and the horse thieving his pony as you bought well it's here come back all of itself it did but where it had been to you never wait but where it had been to you know better than me it was as shaggy as an old dog and as lean as a clothes rail but it was alive knobs looked after it and sam says what my bill well i was born lucky whatever my gaffer may say mm-hmm. there's another wish come true where is he Sam would not go to bed until he had visited Bill in his stable.
2: Oh, I am not okay. This is, like, you could not... There could not be a better moment for, like, us and our podcast specifically to be on than for, like, the reunion of Bill and Sam. (laughs) Sam
0: just loves Bill so much, and I love it. And then also, like... (sighs) Like, they're coming back, right? And (laughs) so many things... I'm sorry, I'm having so many feelings. I'm in a glass case of emotion! So many things have changed. And, like, Mm -hmm. Bree is, like, dark and scarier... Darker and scarier than it was before. And, like, they're hearing weird rumors. And, like, what if nothing is the same? But then Bill is there. And it is, like, proof that even though lots has changed and they're, you know emotionally wounded in various ways there's also ways in which like sam's loyalty and nurturing has has endured um Mm -hmm. not just through getting the ring to mount doom but in this like more ongoing like future reaching way because bill is okay and he came home and they're reunited
1: yeah bill is okay
2: yeah yeah
1: Especially because the previous chapter is called "Many Partings," and there were many partings indeed. (laughs) Yeah. And then later in this chapter, Gandalf leaves us. Okay, whatever. (laughs) So it's it is nice that like we have a reunion at least, you know, with all of these people leaving us, we at least get to see Sam and Bill. Reunited once more, and to know that I just what I want is a spin off, kind of like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead Uh thing, but I want it with Bill the Pony, and it's (laughs) Lord of the Rings told through the eyes of Bill the Pony. (laughs) And it follows him um, from the point that uh, I guess he is bought by the hobbits when they leave Bree, mm-hmm. and shows like his journey after they have to leave him outside of Moria. Yeah, and him journeying back to Bree, oh. and and like, <laughs> but like I don't know. It's but like it's I know it says that he he was. Um, shaggy is an old dog and lean as a clothes rail so i don't want it to be a sad thing where we show him like fending off wolves or you know running like being sad i just want it to be like a funny thing of like we flash forward and there's you know gandalf fighting the balrog and they're running for moria and then we just cut to build a pony and he's just like eating some grass grass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah And then, yeah. like, we cut to uh, everyone in Lothlorien mourning Gandalf, and blah. And then cut mm-hmm. to Bill the Pony, and he's like standing on a cliff, like, "Oh, I guess I can't go this way." And he just turns <laughs> around and goes down a different <laughs> path. It's
2: that meme with like the different sizes of books. It's like Lord of like Lord of the Rings as it is tall book. Next one, tiny little book. Lord of the Rings, if Lord of the Rings were about Bill the Pony, <laughs> yeah, because he just yeah. he, like you know, he goes in the first part of that journey and then just just moses his way back home. Mm-hmm
1: a popular version of that meme is always like, you know, Lord of the Rings normally, and then the small book is like, Lord of the Rings if blank had an AK or whatever. Yeah, if, if Merry yeah. and Pippin had a gun. Yeah. yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, exactly. And it was, Yeah, Lord of the Rings if Pippin had a gun. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> Lord of the Rings if Butterbur had sent that damn it's
1: letter. Sent a freaking letter. letter. Well, actually, it wouldn't be that much shorter because the Hobbits just would have gone straight to Bree. It's true. And it would have just cut down the first half of Fellowship of the Ring, and that's yeah. it. But whatever.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, the um, worst. The worst part is, I feel like I, but like Butterbur is related is relatable here. Like I am very bad at keeping track of pieces of paper as well. So like, it's nice to know that my self insert is in here, which is the like the bumbling, like absent minded barman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he. Yeah, he even like does that again when Knob walks in and he, like, turns to the group and he's like, I don't know what I was going to say to you. I've forgotten whatever I, you know, whatever. Oh, hey, Nob, how were the horses? Oh, yeah, that's it, the horses. (laughs) So the next day they wake up and uh, it's a much more jovial, happy celebration now because people are coming to see Frodo and everyone and Gandalf now that they've learned that like, oh, these aren't some big shot soldiers. It's just the hobbits. Mm -hmm. And they ask, oh wait, shoot, I forgot to mention when they when Butterbur comes to greet them he might not even be able to find it exactly, but he looks at Frodo and he's like, oh, come in, come in, Frodo or shall I say Mr. Underhill? I've forgotten what your name is. (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved that moment because it's a little dig because when they (laughs) when they first get to Bree and they go on the Prancing Pony, Frodo's like, okay, guys, we're gonna lay low. Everyone's gonna call my name isn't my name is not Frodo Baggins. It's Underhill got it and they're all like got it and then cut to <laughs> like 30 later minutes right later <laughs> they're all drunk uh mary and pippin are like yes yeah, so we're traveling with our friend frodo baggins and he <laughs> has this ring and then frodo's like oh i have to shut them up what do i do jumps on table oh, God, and starts yeah. singing they're so dumb. Anyway, and from that very rambunctious night of drinking and, like, loud conversation that everyone in the bar could overhear, all these people remember them from that night, and they ask Frodo, oh, are you going to write your memoirs that you were talking about? And Frodo's <laughs> like, funny you mention it. Um, I actually didn't write them. My my uncle did, and I took all of his notes. So, coming soon <laughs> to a Barnes & Noble near you, I guess. <laughs> they It says then one of the younger folk called one of the younger folk called for a song but at that a hush fell and he was frowned down and the call was not repeated evidently there was no wish for any uncanny events in the common room again
2: it's so funny but you can also like you can so clearly like picture the like tension and that room is like every it's like the thing where like someone says something and everyone else like immediately breaks eye contact like (laughs)
1: Don't look at them. No. Don't, uh-huh. don't look at them. Yeah, we don't know.
0: Him. We don't I don't know, him. know. Just like thinking about, it's been a year, right? So mm-hmm. like the life that these you know Brie folks have lived in that year. Yes, like things have changed, and there was like a big fight, you know, prior to New Year's Eve or whatever. But a lot of it has just stayed the same. Like there's been like two notable events since then. And so like that night that something weird happened and no one really knows, but they don't really want to talk about it. It's still like fresh in their memories Um, because it was like one of like three things that happened in the last year. Was
1: Frodo saying a song and, and then, then everything went to that <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah.
2: Which is both funny, but it's also, like, it, it is another thing to, like, drive home, like, how much a wedge has been driven between the hobbits who went on this journey and the people around them. Like, like yeah. when that happened the first time around, like, the scene of, like, Frodo disappearing and trying to, like, socially smooth it over in the aftermath so that it doesn't call so that he doesn't draw attention to himself and his group because the whole thing is they're trying to stay hidden and it's i remember it being like a tense scene and that pales in comparison now to everything else that they've been through yeah yeah
1: yeah and it's just like it's just a weird moment for them for to be reading lord of the rings and then it says a call for uh, younger uh, one of the younger folk called for a song but at that a hush fell and he was frowned down and the call was not repeated. The fact that in Lord of the Rings someone was like sing a song and it doesn't happen. I was
2: like. Uh, yeah I know because because every what? everyone has like four ballads what? in their back pocket that they are ready to bust out at a moment's notice.
1: Literally yeah. like the amount of times no one asked for a song. <laughs>
2: yeah God. And we got one anyway.
1: And then, like, the one time someone is like, sing! <laughs> Everyone else is like, no. don't do that. Yeah.
0: I also love the, the a couple lines before that. Um, Frodo is talking about his book and says, he promised to deal, or the narration says, he promised to deal with the amazing events at Brie and so give a bit of interest, interest to a book that appeared likely to treat mostly of the remote and less important affairs of away south. Away south. And yeah. it's just, I mean, it's such a, like, you know, small town thing. Like, all they care about is the stuff they know, of course. Like, what's right. familiar mm. to them. And all of the, you know, huge, like, major events of, of the book and the journey are like, oh yeah, that's that's like, other people's stuff doesn't concern us
1: yeah yeah he's like yeah he wants to make sure that everyone there knows he's like don't worry i'll talk about you meanwhile he's like oh
2: my god yeah the big the big story here in brie
1: they get ready to leave because obviously like at any given point frodo's like this is fun at all but i want to go back to the shire
2: yeah
1: um i'm ready i'm ready to go home And they say goodbye to everyone, they say goodbye to Butterbur, and Bill the Pony is with them, of course. It says, as before, he had a good deal of baggage, Mm. (laughs) that they're still, they're still like, oh, great, we have Bill, great, carry stuff again, please. (laughs) Yeah,
2: what what was the line from Fellowship when they first get him when he's still, like, underfed and, and, like, doesn't have much personality or even a name yet? The, uh, the line that Sam has is they gave him they gave him as much baggage as they had the heart to give him, which yeah. is so, so good.
1: And uh, they start talking about what uh, Butterbur mentioned with the Shire and the pipeweed and the shortage that's going on. And they're like, oh, geez, that's not good. I guess we'll have to we'll have to figure that out when we get home. And Gandalf is like, well, that's for you guys to deal with. Because I'm not coming. And I'm like, Gandalf, no!
2: The timing of this is, is a little rough. He
1: says, I'm with you at present, but I soon shall not be. I'm not coming to the shire. You must settle its affairs yourselves. That That is what you have been trained for. Do you not yet understand? My time is over. It is no longer my task to set things to rights, nor to help folk to do so. And as for you, my dear friends, you will need no help. You are grown up now, grown indeed very high among the great you are. And I have no longer any fear at all for any of you. Yeah. Oh, what? So on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's very, like, that's very sweet to be like he, it's, he's it's, he gone from like single handedly yelling at each and every one of these hobbits for being stupid hobbits <laughs> all the time yeah, to now being like, no, you're grown up and you can handle these things on your own. Yeah, But at the same time, I'm like, Gandalf, you've only been Gandalf the White for like three months, maybe. I think, I don't think your time is over. I think you can't retire yet. You have to, you still have to come help us out with a couple things, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
2: It's it's satisfying, but like in a very bittersweet way. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... A thing that like runs through these books is that at the end of the day ultimately you can't opt out of the affairs of the world and the myth of other people the idea that other people are more qualified to deal with them or that it's only for like the quote unquote great men is not true and so it is very satisfying for it to like you know to come back to this you are the people to like fix the problems in your own community like you have that power you have that skill it, is very satisfying but is also it's sad to know that Gandalf won't be with mm-hmm.
0: them. Yeah, this I don't know this passage is really interesting to me because often Tolkien's writing feels I mean it's fantasy but there's a lot of like realism like mm-hmm. you know we get a lot of just regular conversations between people and I I don't know and then here it feels so terrible like we are suddenly in like Moral of the story, fairy tale land. Um, yeah, I, I don't fair. know. Just that that is what you have been trained for. And do you not yet understand my time is over? It feels honestly, it feels extremely religious. It feels like Jesus being about to like ascend after being resurrected and talking to the disciples and being like, yo, like I'm leaving it's your job mm-hmm. now to go out and like spread the word. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't. Tolkien has said he was not writing as uh, an allegory. Like he, this is not Gandalf is Jesus. But Tolkien was religious, obviously. Like mm-hmm. all of that stuff influenced him. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I agree that, like, this is what you have been trained for feels weird because, like, it was never about them being trained. It's <laughs> yeah, about them exactly. being the yeah. people who happen to be there in the moment. And, like, that's kind of the point of it is, like, that's the whole, that's the whole point of Frodo. It's, like, he was just the dude who whose lap it landed into and, like, still had to, like, step up and deal with it. So that, that, mm-hmm. that line does ring a little weirdly
1: yeah all because of his kooky uncle yeah (laughs) like having to poor frodo having to deal with bilbo's issues that like bilbo's like i'm going on an adventure steal (laughs) some treasure and then he's like i'm gonna off to rivendell for the rest of my life (laughs) and that's it (laughs) yeah oh to be bilbo baggins have fun
2: with my inheritance Oh you thought it exactly. was you thought it was Bag end okay good luck with that one <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Bag end no. more like baggage Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and then gandalf says but if you would know i am turning aside soon i'm going to have a long talk with bombadil such a talk as i have not had in all my time he is a moss gatherer and i have been a stone doomed to rolling but my rolling days are ending and now we shall have much to say to one another and this one i was i was i was like show us show us Gandalf and Bombadil. Show us Gandalf. I knew he wasn't going to, but I was like, show us Gandalf and Bombadil. I need to see this.
2: Personally, I need no more screen time with Bombadil. I am Kate, not a no, Bombadil I love fan. Caitlin no, love Bombadil, Bombadil, but I
0: love him. I,
2: I don't, I wouldn't Thank say that you. I hate him anymore. <laughs> like I definitely hated him as a younger reader of the series. And this time around the ardor has cooled and it's more like, I don't enjoy the section of the book very much. Um, but like in my mind this is absolutely Gandalf going to like dress down Bombadil for his like yes. complete um for, for indifference being for his apathy Probably
1: probably being the most powerful entity in all of Middle Earth probably even like more powerful than Sauron. Yeah. But we don't know because Tom Bombadil was like, "Nah, I'm going to stay in my forest." Yeah, honestly <laughs> actually
2: I kind of wonder if because when Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White, it's not just like, oh, Gandalf, it's not like you had an extra life and now you get to, like, come back and try it again. Like, Gandalf changes. Like, he falls out of time. Like, he, in coming back, is a being closer to Tom Bombadil than he was in his previous life. So so maybe this is now they they can speak more as, like... Equals, or or have more to say Mm -hmm. to each other because of that serious change. But I I do want to believe it's Gandalf being like, bro, we could have used you.
1: You could have helped us just a little bit. I
0: understand that, but I also feel like like Bombadil is like... Like, he's just, like, the force of existence or life. And that's not, like, an entity that... Confidence alive. That has a will to, I don't know, to act in that way. He just... Mm-hmm. is, and it's really weird to try to wrap your brain around that when we think of, well, everyone is a person but, like, Tom Bombadil isn't a person N- he's a right. metaphor
1: he is yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, he's <laughs> I just call him an enigma he is an yeah. enigma, and that is it yeah,
2: I, he, I definitely yeah. think like, textually, this, this is more about, like, Gandalf who has fully pierced the veil like, going to have a conversation with the only other person in Middle-earth um, who has experienced what Gandalf has like not even like yeah. not even Elrond not even Galadriel and Celeborn have like experienced what he has experienced and so i i very much read this more as like um uh, like reaching out for like companionship and mutual understanding than like you tell
1: him oh that's funny cuz i read it the opposite where um <laughs> maybe I mean maybe he means it friendly but they uh before they part Frodo does say talking about Bombadil he says I wonder how he's getting on and Gandalf says as well as ever you may be sure quite untroubled and I should guess not much interested mm-hmm. in anything that we have done or seen unless perhaps in our visit to the Ents yeah so the fact that he's like oh I can tell you how Bombadil's doing <laughs> he's doing just as grand as he always has been he probably barely even noticed a change in the atmosphere yeah he like he knows what's been going on he doesn't care and when I tell him about everything he's not going to care he's gonna like be sleeping or not paying attention but as soon as I say oh yeah we ran into tree beard he's gonna be like oh my god you met the ants tell me more <laughs> and that's it yeah and I love that like I mean they were they were definitely like kind of friendly digs mm-hmm. at him. Nothing, I think, with like true anger or yeah. anything behind it. Yeah. But like that's just Tom Bombadil, man. Yeah.
2: yeah true. Yeah.
1: Man. But yeah, it's, yeah, it says they came to a point on the East Road where they had taken leave of Bombadil. They hoped and half expected to see him standing there to greet them as they went by, but there was no sign of him.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I was like,
1: Tolkien, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: well, yeah, because that's, I mean, that part of fellowship is like, they're so alone, and they get they they have so many troubles. Like right out of the gate, and Bombadil is like the early place of refuge for them, which yeah. is always interesting because yeah. that's not how I remember yeah. him.
0: I do think there's something here about Gandalf. Like Gandalf has been doing a lot, right? He's been. And I don't know, I'm reading uh, the third Earthsea book by Ursula K. Le Guin right now. And and Mm -hmm. there's a line in there about like being versus doing. And I feel like Gandalf has is like his doing is coming to a close and he's excited to do some being now Mm -hmm. like he just wants to like exist. He wants to retire. And that's what Tom Bombadil does. He just exists. And that's like that's the draw there.
2: Yeah, that's a great parallel. Mm hmm. So as much
1: as I've been making fun of Tolkien for dragging out the ending of this book.
2: Yeah.
1: I still if you're he's set up this formula that like they've been revisiting all of the places they stopped along the way to their journey to Mordor and they have been revisiting all of the people that they met like they they met back up with um they met back up with Treebeard and they saw Saruman again and they saw Butterbur. And if you're going to set up that formula and just do it, just follow through (laughs) one last time and have them see Tom Bombadil again. And, yeah. like, I understand that probably would have added an entire other chapter. There would have been, like, 17 more songs. Actually, I don't know. A part of me suspects, because this chapter is so short, a part of me wonders if in his initial, like, first draft of this part It's, of the it's book, on the
2: cutting room floor somewhere.
1: Yeah. Did he write, like, was this chapter another 10 pages because they do meet Bombadil and they have, uh, you know, dinner and sit down mm-hmm. and smoke some weed with him? And, and chat and catch up and then they're on their way and then the editors were like dude you gotta keep this book moving you're almost there but yeah. you gotta keep moving and he's like fine we'll cut out Bombadil my,
2: my extra canonical belief here that as, they, as they're like walking through the forest on the way back they keep hearing snatches of what they think are Tom Bombadil's song through the trees and like stopping uh, to listen and finding that it's actually like Birdsong or the wrestling of leaves but what is
0: oh, Birdsong like or the rustling of leaves other than actually tom bombadil
2: you're walking in the woods there's no one around and your phone is dead out of the corner of your eye you spot him tom bombadil tom bombadil tom bombadil's (laughs) real (laughs) song was the god
1: (laughs) Uh um i however i also like to think that maybe tom bombadil He could like see them approaching. He like turns around. He's like, "Oh crap!" And he like runs to hide so that he doesn't have to talk to them.
2: Goldberry, Goldberry, we're not home.
1: (laughs) No one's home. (laughs) So, uh, Gandalf leaves. Yeah. He says, uh, "Goodbye, dear friends. Not for the last time. Not yet. Goodbye." He turned Shadowfax off the road, and the great horse leaped the green dyke that here ran beside it, and then, at a cry from Gandalf, he was gone. Racing towards the Barrow Downs like a wind from the north, wow. and that's goodbye to Gandalf. I
2: love. He always describes <sighs> goodbye to Shadowfax. Goodbye to Shadowfax. He always describes Shadowfax. Facts true, yeah. In terms of like flying, and or about like wind or bird, like an arrow, like yeah, released shot from a bow. an arrow from yeah. the bow, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: then the oh. these last
1: lines. These
2: these ones got me. These ones got me. <laughs>
1: It, like, totally 100% describes what I'm feeling at this point in in the book and at this point in the chapter, too. Yeah. Well, here we are, just the four of us that started out together, said Mary. We have left all the rest behind, one after another. It seems almost like a dream that has slowly faded. Not to me, said Frodo. To me, it feels more like falling asleep again. And that's where the chapter ends. Dang.
0: Short what?
2: <laughs> but full of good stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is this incredible I don't know, like Tolkien has built this story and like by adding more and more and more and then he we're like un we're like deconstructing it, like taking pieces off one by one, and now we're mm-hmm. down to like the base layer again. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it has this, you know, shape. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's very yeah. Someone, um, I think it was yeah, I think it was my guest who I had on for mini partings, pointed out that they say goodbye to everyone basically in the order that they met them, like in reverse order, Mm -hmm. and it's those like small things that when you look back and you it like adds so much more like weight to it. I guess I don't know, but like
2: yeah,
1: it's just it's just so weird because you never see. In so many stories, you never see this, like, reverse journey home, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, because I
2: think it's a thing that's really difficult to deal with, both from a craft perspective, like, as the writer, but also as the reader. The hardest part of the story is always the ending and the realization that after these kind of, like, great heights, where do you go from there? And mm-hmm. so it's so, I think, powerful here to see, like, Frodo struggling with that same feeling, like, on the page.
0: yeah. I actually, I realized recently that I kind of like it when books kind of deal with that kind of crash, because I feel that crash when I finish a book sometimes, you know, like like you finish the book and there's like this big climax and then it's over. And, and it's kind of nice to be able to like process some of that feeling like with the characters who are also processing those feelings of like the weird, like denouement crash yeah and... it's it's
2: the it's the drive home from summer camp you know yes yeah exactly yeah yeah all right so
1: caitlin and joey this brings us to the end of the chapter discussion uh is there anything that we like glossed over or any like random thoughts that you didn't get to share
2: do, i i'm worried do you think we adequately expressed our love for bill the pony <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just i need everyone to know <laughs> Him. Don't
1: worry, I do I do too. I love him too. I wrote in my notes in all caps. Bill the pony is here. Question mark, exclamation mark. He's alive. Question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. This is the best possible news. Yeah. So don't you worry. Yeah.
0: Um, I was just gonna say, it it does strike me like we don't get a lot of like party members talking to each other in this chapter. Yeah. Most of their sort of like interiority is hidden. At this point, like, yeah, we mm-hmm. get, you know, a little bit of Frodo, like his exchanges with Gandalf, and then this little exchange with Mary and Frodo at the end. But I don't know. I mean, we're not,
1: it's very like external. Yeah, about we're not the things here, that are happening around. Exactly. Them. Mm-hmm. We're
0: not here in our reread yet. So I'm curious to see, you know, like, how much that happened in the previous chapter and how much that happens in the you know the last couple but that's the thing i like this felt like, like a good most. chapter to me but yeah. i want mm-hmm. more of like them yeah talking to each other and
2: yeah
1: i don't know i'm just yeah i yeah. totally
2: get that it, it is interesting to me because like joey said we're not here yet in our reread we're still in two towers um but like jump, jumping ahead like something something about the overall tone like felt Different enough that I feel like I would have known that we were in return, like, regardless of the plot happenings. So I'm excited mm. in our own reading to, like, and, and I would say the same of, like, Two Towers and Fellowship. So I'm excited to, like, you know, be there, like, as that tone shifts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. this brings us to the end of the episode. What would y'all like to plug and share with the audience?
2: Probably Shadowfax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um yeah you can find us on twitter at shadow facts pod that's facts as in f-a-c-t-s or horse treat sized pieces of information as we like to say (laughs) um yeah and you know if you love horses or don't know anything about horses um i we hear from our listeners that it is equally enjoyable both ways so
1: nice nice and then is there anything um that you guys would like to recommend that you are enjoying that you think uh, other listeners might enjoy. So, whether it's a TV show, a book, uh, a movie, yeah, listen to Friends at the Table.
2: <laughs> listen to Friends at the Table. Friends at the Table is an actual play podcast about smart characterization, fun interaction between good friends, and critical world. I messed it you up. got
0: the three things just in a different order.
2: <laughs> um, friends at the Table is a really incredibly done actual play podcast where people play tabletop role playing games in real time. It is the most foundational piece of media i have encountered in my <laughs> adult life it's incredible and yeah they, that's
1: awesome
0: yeah seconded yeah
2: i would recommend a, you start with marielda which is a a, a a short arc about trying to heist god in a like fantasy setting
1: yeah it's nice it's, it's, it's perfect. perfect good stuff,
2: <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Is a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org where you will find all of our other shows like Late to the Party. In a world not unlike our own,
2: it is a balmy eighty degrees in Miami, Florida.
1: I'm chaotic
0: neutral tiefling monk. I don't recall there being tieflings in Miami. Now you know the hammer toss isn't an actual hammer, right? It is in this universe. Okay. No,
2: it's a, it's a big ol' it's a big ol' hammer. It's a big ol' sledgehammer. <laughs> Where magic and monsters run rampant.
0: Kind of looks like a bug monster.
2: Oh, Jordan has showed us a diagram of, uh, I think, Red-Eyes Black Dragon from the (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Well, I speak infernal, so I'm gonna ask it what the heck it is.
1: A real estate agent.
2: Lily Davis, who sells real estate by day.
1: A football
0: coach. I love you, don't touch my flowers. A failed actor.
2: I am a former
0: Broadway star. And a teenager.
2: Sunny days. A student in
0: college, crazy, right? Must save the world. And you're waving your clipboard back and forth, and do I feel my clipboard connect with something? Yes. Coming March
1: 23rd, WBNE. Late to the party. The cover art is by Graphite, a.k.a. Sean Brandon You can support him on Instagram at Graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TalkingAboutPod, and you can also join the Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MC Turn Down for What. You can become a supporter of the podcast by going to patreon.com slash TalkingAboutPod where you will find a variety of tiers and financial support for whatever your situation is and you can also become a sponsor of the podcast like Clark. Clark, thank you so much for being a spon- nah, words sponsor and supporter of That's What I'm Talking About. I appreciate your continued support very much. A couple weeks ago, the discussion question was, who was your favorite couple in fiction? Casey in Discord said Eleanor and Cheedy from The Good Place. Yes, duh, uh uh-huh, of course. Trevor on Facebook said Holt and Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, uh uh-huh, of course, duh. Um, (laughs) Beth on Twitter said Lizzie Bennett and Mr. Darcy from... Oh my God, why can I not remember the name of this dumb book? What? What? Okay, my brain is blanking. I don't know what I know it's a book that I probably was supposed to read in high school. And instead I read the spark notes. Is it Pride and Prejudice? That's it. It's Pride and Prejudice. Good Lord. Um, And then Lauren on Instagram said Percy and Annabeth from Percy Jackson. So inspired by our favorite boy, Bill the Pony. Who is your favorite animal in fiction? We're just going to keep it nice and simple this week, y'all. Who's your favorite animal? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Cool. So all that being said, do you guys have any parting words for the audience? Be more like Bill the Pony? Be more like Bill the Pony. And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs)